Welcome to the Boardroom Podcast. I'm Ward 6 Alderman Ben Piper. Hey, I'm Ward uh, Ward 4 Alderman Chad Wicker. Merry Christmas, everybody, man. It's That's, a Christmas uh, episode. I think we're recording this, what is this, Friday, uh, two, two, two or three days before Christmas. So what yeah, have you been Santa, up to, Ben? Santa's going to be here soon, so uh, get loaded up for that yeah. and uh, get the tree. Uh, if you're like me, you got some last-minute Christmas shopping to do. And, uh, you already got the tree decorated? Well, I didn't Are you way ahead of time? I didn't I'm decorate the, didn't, didn't, uh, decorate the tree, Ben. I, I, that's, that's a Shelby job. Oh, okay. All right. As we All say right. at our house, that's a mama job. Oh, okay. I, I get the lights on. Um, that's the – and make sure that it's straight and yeah. it's secure and good to go. Uh, and then I just take directions from there. Yeah, but are you like us? You got like eight trees, though. It's not just we one. Gotta, yeah, the kids have like a small little little two-footer tree in their, uh, you know, in their room, and they kind of pick out how they want to get it done and whatnot. <clears throat> and then we've got a, a few other ones through the house. Um, you know, one's got, you know, nothing but ornaments that the family's made, like, over the years. Like, there's one that I made in the 80s and, and all that. Um, so we're, uh, yeah, you know, you, Christmas is a time, you know, for tradition and thinking back to the, I don't know how you want to say it, back to the, the good old days or back when, you know, just times of uh, Christmas has passed and, um that's right. You, you know, know just remembering the nostalgia of it's a great time of year, and you get to fellowship with your family and friends, and you know, a lot of it. parties and events, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like we had the Christmas parade a couple a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had a after our board meeting um, Tuesday night. We all <coughs> had dinner at the parish. Um, I really enjoyed that. Just you know, t- talking to the, you know, it's hard to believe, but we actually are friends, so uh, we we all get along well. And you know, talking the other other things besides city business is kind of fun sometimes. So it is. It is. It's good. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times people just focus on, you know, the you got to get the gifts and you got to, you know, do the stockings and all the, and all that stuff's really fun. But there, I'm sure there's a lot of great Christmas Eve services that'll be going on where we can, you know, take time to remember the reason for the season. Uh, Absolutely, you know, our Savior Jesus being born, um, and it's just a special, uh, you know, special time of year. I think it just, uh, I think everybody really enjoys it here in Hernando. And so this is our Christmas episode. We don't have like a, we don't have. Uh, a Christmas themed guest or anything like that, but we will be having uh, Hernando Mayor uh, Chip Johnson joining us later. But before we do that, we want to talk in, any more about Christmas. Are we done with Christmas? Now? I think I think you covered it pretty good. I, I do I do think that the uh, around the square is beautiful. How they did the Christmas light. Have you ever come? Have you come? It out is. Tonight? It is. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to. I know that at some point in the spring, this is something people can look forward to. So I think sometime in the spring they're going to have the lights go up on uh, Panola Street. Like okay. the, 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 oh yeah, yeah. The we yeah. approved uh, the chamber of commerce did. Yeah, they have. The, so on Panola Street, if you think if you know where that is, if you've ever been to the the mud bug bash, or you ever been to uh, the, the you know the food court during yeah. a fair, or and um, Jim Jim C has a little that. courtyard there. there a lot court, of times, yeah. a lot of things happen. A lot of people get married <coughs> there and have receptions there and things. So the the uh, there will be some string lights way you know higher up. Um, there to kind of create some ambiance, you know, Look if you will. You, big word, the uh, ambiance. Look at you. It's only three <laughs> syllables. It's only three syllables. It's like a fifty cent word. Um, but it'll it'll be a nice little addition to. Um, yeah, you know, I forgot, I forgot all about that. Square, that's gonna be so. that's gonna be nice. Hopefully, I, we, hopefully we get done before, you know, some of these bigger events, these springtime events, and all that stuff's right around the corner. And you got, you know. Uh, you know, crystal, the crystal ball, yeah. the Mardi Gras ball, like all oh, that stuff. Yeah, it's you coming, know. coming. Easter's be, really early be, uh, this year. It'd be so. Mud Bug Bash where you know it too. So. Next thing you know it, man, we'll be 
you know, setting out baskets for the Easter Bunny, man. I'll tell you what, this is uh, it's it, <laughs> it, it rolls up quick. on you. It rolls up on you quick. That's so. right. But let's wrap up uh, 2023 with the last uh, Board of Aldermen meeting, uh, December 19th. Um, so we had a little bit of discussion. You know, typically this is something that we kind of roll through really quickly is approving yeah, the document claims, claims. Yeah. which is basically just paying any of the invoices and bills that have come in. And there was one that we pulled out <clears throat> that was basically some of the, the paving work that had been done in the fall that um, I, know I, I pulled it out because I felt like there was some uh, work that was done that just wasn't really up to par or up to what kind of what we would normally accept. Um, you know, that, that company came back in, they redid some of the work. I think they got it to a place where the minimum threshold had been met. Um, but we certainly wanted to get that on the books, uh, get it in the minutes that like their work was not necessarily what we would, what we would want in the future. Uh, so that if they do bid in the future, there's a record of saying, well, look, this is not maybe, they may be the lowest one, but they're not necessarily going to be the best one. That's right. That's right. Another thing we kind of uh, explored in that, I think, is that, and people may not realize this, when <clears throat> these companies put in bids, it's all based on an estimate of how much asphalt they're going to use. So they say, okay, it's going to be $200,000. That's what we think it's going to be. If they come in at $195,000, well, we don't pay them $200,000, we pay them $195,000. But if for some reason the asphalt costs are more or they need more asphalt than they, what they thought, it's two hundred and five, we have to pay two hundred and five. And that was this situation. Uh, so it went from their initial bid was 211, ended up being 240. Um, you know, and it may have been that the other companies, and you know, maybe their maybe their costs would have gone up too. Uh, but the the uh, the how how much lower their bid was changed quite a bit. When yeah, that, it was when about a thirty thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollar difference, and we, mm-hmm. we had Joe Frank uh, explain that, and I think he uh, had mentioned something about the milling uh, they had to do was more than they thought. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically when they dig up the old stuff down to the, uh, I guess, the bedrock and then lay a new kind of new foundation to it or whatever. Um, that's kind of outside of my expertise. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I it is. I think that's basically what he was saying. And so they, when they got down there, it was more milling they had to do than they initially thought and put into the bid. And that's that's a clause into the contract that we did that they're el- eligible to do that. And he, he, he indicated that sometimes they actually, uh, we this, the, the city, um, saves money because the, the 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 bill comes back less than what the actual bid was. So the bid, what we learned there is the bid's kind of flexible when it comes to mm-hmm. the paving projects and things. Uh, to an extent, you know, it's going to be close to that. And I because I, I want to say when <clears throat> we did the um, we did a few roads in Ward Six that was I think the estimate was two hundred fifty three thousand and it came in at two hundred forty eight thousand. So we saved right. five thousand. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I guess. In these scenarios, but that—that's what that was all about. If you—if you watch that part of the meeting, um, going through the consent agenda, uh, <clears throat> the uh, city will be going to the MML summer conference um, in June, where we, uh, you know, get some really valuable training there, and also uh, good networking time with, um, you know, other city leaders. Um, believe it or not, uh, th- from this last this last year. There was someone that we met at an event, and and my wife and the the mayor's wife of that city. I can't remember the name of the city. It was really tiny. Uh, my wife and, and the mayor's wife of the city. They still text ah, like all the, they go. they just they're just you know whatever, um, you know talking 
you know, high school, I think they, the, uh, whatever the city was, they, they went pretty deep in the high school playoffs. So I they were, you. Okay. you know, talking high school football and all that kind of stuff, believe it or not. High school football, huh? Yeah. You got to, I mean, it's Mississippi, dude. You got to love high school <laughs> football now. Um, we had the resolution for a donation to the, uh, to the museum for $6,000. Uh, the timing on that was basically just, you know, the museum wanted to get that in by the end of the year. Uh, we also had the franchise agreement with C Spire. So this is one of those things, you know, one of those kind of blocking and tackling sort of things where uh, we have to have these agreements with these um, telecommunications companies, you know, like AT&T and uh, C Spire basically just agreeing to what their what their fees are. Yeah, so that they use they use the city right of ways for their um, you know, that's where your cable line is or your internet line or your phone line. And so what what this is is they make sure that we're getting charged or we're char- we're getting the, the the right amount of money from these uh, companies as they use our right of ways, um, so that, that's kind of what that is. And I think we found we, we I think we started doing this three or four years ago. I think Ben and we realized that we were kind of getting getting uh, less. Maybe not getting the best deal. Yeah. And so th- this I think this gentleman here I can't remember his name. You got it there, but I think he kind of started a company that that's kind of what they specialize in. He's kind of mm-hmm. found a little niche and, and um, uh, he's very successful. I think we ended up generating about thirty five, forty thousand dollars last year that we didn't. I bet those companies love it when he walks in the door. They're <laughs> yeah. like, "Man, we're going to pay." Well, some, I mean, he's just, he's just, he's just you know, he's just following the rules of the road. You know? it's, it's, yeah. Um, they, 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 those companies are so large, and I'm, I'm sure these cities are so small. Uh, like us, we don't have somebody out there that can go out there and check and mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. see what which ones are actually using and, and so forth. And so, um, anyway. Let's talk about parks a little bit. The um, Milton Kirkendall Park, we're looking at designing a new restroom facility out there. If you've been out there recently, you've probably noticed some changes. Some of the uh, like an old concession stand has been removed uh, from out there. The, the bleachers were removed uh, a while back. But uh, if you haven't been out there recently, we've got that parking lot paved, and we're trying to get it in a better place. The Hernando Young Women's Club. Um, yeah, a bunch of trees. Has, has planted a bunch of trees out there, and it looks uh, like they made it so far. I, I was worried about the summer they were going to lose some because it was so hot, but it looks like they've made it. it. They've they've made it. They're resilient. They're resilient. So um, that park is definitely taking its shape. But we're trying to get some uh, good, better restroom facilities out there. It's certainly needed. Uh, so we're trying to move forward on that and get a good budget on it. Um, I think we put a hundred thousand dollars in the city's budget this year for that uh, specific project, but. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about is the um, the board approved an energy equipment installation contract with uh, the Path Company as an energy services company for seven hundred twenty four thousand dollars. So when you see that, you're like, "Well, that, that seems like a lot of money. What's going on with that?" So this is <clears throat> we've talked about the lighting at the uh, Hernando Soccer Complex and some of the things that are needed out there. So that seven hundred twenty four thousand this this company is basically the contractor for this work the scope of the work out there is um you know engineering the drawings for installing all this lighting they're putting four uh led light poles for the soccer field right behind the concession stand uh, doing all that wiring the control panel and then also uh engineering the installation for the, the parking lot lighting there's no parking lot lighting out there it's it's you know kind of a safety hazard uh when it when it's dark and when we go through daylight savings time and you have practices that are late and that sort of thing there are so 15 new light poles out there in the parking lot uh underground wiring of course and the electrical panels uh with the uh, by the transformer of the new uh, parking lot lights so that's what that goes towards um so basically if anybody's played out there that's that i think it was 8u field we played on right there behind the right. concession stand it's mm-hmm. two fields there We'll light those fields, and we can use that for multiple different different size fields and things like that. 
and, and talking with Jared, I think they felt that was the best one to, to light uh, going forward. And, and, you know, we'll continue to do some field lighting out there to get all of them done. But this pretty pretty much puts us at a good spot, I think, for the next maybe four or five years. So Contract signed. Yeah. Hopefully have it done by, to... <laughs> by the spring, hopefully. Huh? I, yeah, I think I think when I um, when I talked to the the guy at Path that we've been working with, he was like the you know the sooner y'all can get everything approved and signed, you know the better. Um, it'll probably be it, it'll probably be more like March or April, I think, when it's done, and then the season will start you know late February, early March. So I think we'll have some we'll still have a little bit of darkness out there, but people will see that things that if you if you go out to the soccer complex and see things are going on. That's what's going on. They're trying to yeah, get. Yeah, well, we, we paved out there. We put curve and gutter in out there. So um, I think we've really made some improvements to that park. It's, and I think I, I, I told the Rotary Club this the other day when I spoke to them about some of the things we've done in the city. I think our soccer field is, is comparable to anybody in, the, in Soto County. Yeah. Um, and um, so <coughs> that, that's one thing that we have uh, continued to improve and work on. Some so. fencing. So we've put some fencing out there to keep balls from going into the road, um, into the parking lot area. I mean, there's been a lot of upgrades. Um, you know, and, done out there. And it's probably no, um, no mistake that you know the quality of the field is so good, and then also our, our enrollment there is still mm -hmm. uh, record numbers every year. So I'm looking forward to it. Are you coaching again this spring? I'll be coaching again this spring, and I think I'm hanging up my my whistle. This is it. I guess I think I'm going to do one more spring season, and then I think, um, then I think I'm going to take a break for a while well, until my. My heart is broken because I asked my son if he wanted me to coach him, and you know, last year I, I forgot to sign up in time, so I didn't get to coach mm. or whatever. And he said he'd rather have Coach Kenny, which is Kenny Porter, than me. Yeah. So that that's that's well, tough. So Coach Kenny's a good so one. I, I, I think I may be retired from the whistle, uh, soccer whistle, anyway. Can't take it. Can't take it too personal, you know. I, I, I definitely get it. I mean, it's Which, hard to be coached by your dad. <laughs> I went to high school with Kenny. Kenny was a much better soccer player than I was. So him and his brother Hunter both were very well, good soccer players. I mean, were you a good soccer player though? I was. A, I was a goalie, so I just. Oh, okay. But they they were. I, I they could were, see that. I could see that. You had uh, that. Well, you had some good. T so, what, 2002, 2003, and we went deep in the playoffs. Um, it's the first time I've been. You ever been? Y'all three A or four A? We then? were four A, and we. Uh, we played at, uh, <laughs> I think it was my junior, we played a team in Jackson that was made up of all um, kids from Africa. Okay. They were like a, like an exchange school or whatever, and they mm -hmm. had seven mm -hmm. or eight kids from Africa, and, okay. they, and they beat the brakes off us. I can see that. But the next year we played New Hope. Uh, okay. And, and, uh, well, we won the first round, and I think the second round we ended up getting beat by New Hope in like 3-2 or something. It was a good game. New Hope's always pretty pretty strong. Um, back then, they had a really good baseball program too. So, where is you know where New Hope is? I don't actually. That's a I can't remember. I it's got to be somewhere in North Mississippi because I have, think it's like Northeast Mississippi area. Okay, it's like Itawamba. Somewhere over that way, down south though, kind of <coughs> around. Okay, I don't remember. More like Boonville or yeah. something. Like I just that, know they maybe. had a really good baseball program and and they beat us in soccer that year. So. Man, okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, soccer season's right around the corner. If you haven't registered your kid for soccer, that's still um, that's still open until early January. January eighth, I, I registered mine mm -hmm. up last uh, last week. So, so you still got that going on. And if you have your uh, jersey from the fall, you don't have to pay for a jersey in the spring. You just bring the same one. Uh, save you save you about thirty five bucks. So want to make sure you've uh, if you can find it, you better find it because it'll save you a little bit of money there. Um, when you, when you thirty five bucks. Give them thirty five bucks. I'm just saying. Come on. I'm, I make sure my kids save mine. I'm like, as soon as the last <laughs> game's over, I mean, give them to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of them. Um, so 
Well, uh, now let's. Uh, so that's that's basically our meeting. Yeah, you we know, have it anything was else on there? Any fairly planning quick or meeting. Thing? I don't. I don't think. Oh, we, we had a little bit of planning, uh, but most of that was uh, final plat approvals. Um, you know, for some for some lots here that are uh, some developments. One's in the Nesbitt Industrial Park, which that one's been getting developed out for a while. Yeah, where that what animal shelter is? <clears throat> Correct. There's a bunch of businesses back in there too. Um, I think uh, signs and stuff. Rodney Jones got a place back in there, and yeah. uh, Skylake Construction's got a place That's back right. in there. So you got a lot of, of, of buildings back in there. But this is basically just another um, another lot that they're going to be building on. I'm not sure what the business is there. And then uh, the Getwell Farms, there at the uh, 269 Getwell exit, um, the first lot of that development. Uh, getting yeah, that, final that's plat a, approval. a plan unit development there, a PUD there. And yes. Uh, going to be some mixed use. Uh, I think the first part's going to be some type of uh, retail, I believe, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, uh, so I think it's going to be from, and, and this is all, it, all of this stuff can change. I mean, this is one of those things that people don't necessarily understand is that the, they can say this is what the building's going to look like, um, you know, this is who is interested and that sort of thing, and then it can change. But it looks like it, w it, it will be some kind of like restaurant or convenience store option right there so um or, and potentially the potential is for both to go in there um can't necessarily say you know which restaurant it'll be but um have seen kind of like the preliminary drawings there it will be it will be very nice the gas pumps won't face the street did you, did you just say that's where chick-fil-a is going <laughs> it's not a chick-fil-a huh? i'll say that i will say that it's not a chick-fil-a what it's not a chick-fil-a oh, I, I, I wish it, i mean i wish it was i'm gonna love me some chick-fil-a well see that's the other part of it you know, folks, you got to think about you this. want to raise canes. You don't want to be you don't want to be too you don't want to push too hard because then they got you where they want you. You know, and then they, you got no negotiating power. So Jake Flake can come or not come. I don't care. You just you rather have raisin canes, wouldn't you? I love some raisin canes. Now that cane sauce, <laughs> oof, that stuff's good. Caniac over here. Um, Caniac. <laughs> that's what they call them. Um, Are you serious? Caniacs, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, that'll be going, but the important thing with that one is that if it is a service station or a convenience store or whatever you want to call it, the gas pumps would be located to the rear of the building. So you wouldn't see them from the front of the road. If you're driving by the interstate, of course, you're going to see them. But if you're driving on Getwell, you wouldn't see the gas pumps right there in your, in, you know, right there in the. If, ben, know. if I remember, I think, I think Natalie brought this up at the, at the meeting. Um, I believe the uh, developer there agreed to have, you know, give, give the board, uh, you know, some type of review authority oh, yep. uh, for for anything he puts there. I think you had mentioned maybe you're, you've you've seen some preliminary things there or mm -hmm. something. But um, anyway, so it's not it's not just going to be some raggedy uh, you know gas station or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I know I know there's uh, there's some future plans there maybe for a grocery store or something down the road. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's going to be a nice development. Um, again, it's it's challenging there because there's no. Uh, no sewer. That's going to be. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to tap out that location on sewer uh, and water. capacity, water capacity. So uh, the next, it's probably unless you know somebody wants to dump a bunch of capital into it, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be. A, it's going to be, be a little while for anything else comes there. I would think uh, it'll be a little bit. Uh, they're also going to do some work road improvements. I think they're going to add a lane and a half right there at, uh, at Getwell and uh, Pleasant Hill. To, mainly to help me, with the off-ramp traffic. Yes, that'll that's mainly right. help that's with right. the off-ramp traffic to, that are going to whatever this business is. Um, so yeah, the architectural review committee is something that was created by this in this PUD. They had an architectural review committee, and I asked to be on that, um, basically to just give a little bit more guidance from the city's perspective of 
you know, what would be, you know, acceptable out there. Um, so I have seen some of the preliminary drawings out there. It does look nice. Um, but again, these things can change. And that's, you know, I think with the final plat approval, we'll be, we're, we're much closer than we have been before. This could also still take, you know, six months before you even see dirt, you know, significantly moved and see anything, any, any real progress. So um, we, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Well, All right. That so that, it, wraps, that it, Ben? I think that wraps up. Uh, our meeting notes. We talked Christmas. We talked soccer. We talked all the stuff that uh, that's going on right now. So I guess we'll bring on our special guest for this week, uh, Mayor Chip Johnson. Mayor, welcome in. Glad to be here. Good morning to you. Yeah. He is. Uh, we've we've been using the uh, city hall boardroom to yeah. record now for a little bit. We've kind of moved. We've, we've kind of moved around. So mobile. I'm doing some it's mobile man. So uh, a lot of times we'll be over here recording and then the mayor's on the other end of the building doing mayor things um you know meeting with folks or uh, making sure people are on task and uh so we, we said well it makes a lot of sense you know to, to have the mayor come on over and and sit down with us and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with the city and um you know what we can expect for 2024 yeah. and when we started this podcast he was he was one that was gonna was on our list to get on the on the podcast we've kind of worked our way through we had like the election season and we had to get through that because there was a lot of people I think that we've, wanted we've had attention. Parks guy, I think we've had planning. Uh, um, who else? Who was our first guest? Was it Mark? I can't remember. Was it Mark? Mark Gardner? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, we had some supervisors. We've had department heads. We've had um, some state people. We've had representative. You know, mayor of city of Hernando. Yeah. It was going to be on. It's on the list. So we're finally here. I'm glad y'all finally got around to it. <laughs> yeah, we got around to it. <laughs> I, I will say this podcast is something that um. Uh, is needed you know i think y'all y'all saw the need that we know we have these board meetings but not many people watch them and there's a lot going on in the city and the average citizen you know we'll we'll see it on facebook people will be asking questions about things we discussed in the board meeting that they didn't watch so the more avenues to get the word out to the citizens so they know what's going on and can advise us what they need based on that it's it's very helpful yeah we 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 average between probably three and five hundred listens or whatever per episode um so i mean I, that, that's good i think the people out here lo- are looking at it um now recently we were told that uh, we're not very transparent in the city of Fernando. remember that ben i do I, i've heard that so i, so I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know how, how i don't know what else we, we can, can do be. i don't know what else we can do i guess i don't know but we, we we're certainly <laughs> trying to make the effort for sure uh to, well, to make it, sure people can hear what we're, what's what's going on yeah i think it's good to remind people that every one of our board meetings are videoed and archived on the City of Fernando YouTube channel. So you can go back and watch any any meeting you want to that's happened since we've been in office. You can go back and see see Chad talking about stuff and see me talk about stuff, see the mayor talk about stuff. Every, every once in a while we have a, uh, a pretty interesting meeting. We get, you know, a couple hundred <laughs> views. So We get, yeah, <laughs> once a quarter maybe. So. Um, but uh, so, Mayor, tell us a little bit about uh, what's been going on here lately. I know you've had some... Uh, state of the city address with the chamber uh, recent video that the city put out just with some of the uh, things going on yeah so the chamber of commerce at their last meeting of the year every year has me come give a state of the state of the city speech and um, y'all y'all were there and um, alderman doc harris came up to me after and he said you know that's really good information i think you should do that state of the city speech for the citizens do it on a youtube video and i thought about it and i thought well they're not going to listen to me for 25 minutes, uh, but we so we kind of modified that idea, and I kind of 
trotted around the city just taking snapshots of things that were going on. And uh, people seemed to really have liked that. And quite frankly, I enjoyed doing it. It was kind of fun spending a couple hours doing that. But it is important to get the word out to the citizens in any way we can and not just expect them to come looking it up to us. So I remember before I was in office, um, I didn't watch board meetings. I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't have time to go seek it out. But if it was put right in front of me, I could see it. So I think this is this this uh, podcast is part of that. But the to answer your question, as y'all know, in the city, uh, we're still growing. And people ask me all the time, well, why, why are y'all trying to make the city grow? And uh, my answer to that is we're not really trying to. Um, every day as a, as a mayor and board, we're trying to make a great city for the citizens that live here. And if you create a great place, then you know, just normally other people are going to want to come join this family of Fernando. And so it's not that we're looking for growth. We're just trying to create a good place and that, that makes growth happen. So I've always told people, if you don't want, if you don't want growth, we have two choices. Uh, we can raise your taxes and we can buy all the land and just let it sit there as parkland, or we can just have a, have a bad town and then nobody will want to come. So, but we're going to continue to see growth. And part of that growth is the last two years in a row, um, our sales tax revenues have been up 8% or better. You know, and that, that's money that goes directly into the general fund to pay for police and fire and street paving. And those are good numbers. That doesn't mean we've raised taxes on anybody. It just means that more people are shopping here and spending their money locally, which is a good thing. And so there's, there's a lot of that going on, a lot of new income, uh, a lot of new growth. Y'all seen, I don't know if y'all talked about the new restaurants coming in town. There's a Dunkin' Donuts and a Whataburger that are coming on land that was already zoned commercial. They just pulled their permits and well, Chip, you know, so Ben is in charge of the Chick-fil-A recruitment. He's, he's on that committee. And, uh, so he, he's, he's, he's not going to give that one up. He is convinced. I, I, I was on the Whataburger committee, and I got that done. So you sure he, did. Oh, Good job. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> what it, what it is, he, he doesn't, he'd rather have a Raisin Cane's than a Chick-fil-A is what it is. I, so. I, listen, I've... <laughs> We talked about earlier. I do. I do really like raisin canes. All right, it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of spice to it. You know, likes to kick things up a notch, if you will. And I would. I do like it. But I don't know if they even want to. I don't know if they even want to come to her name. It'd be a great option. Because what's what's the next closest one? You know where the next closest one is? Raisin canes. I, I in the mall probably somewhere, huh? It's in Tupelo. It's it's in Oxford. Well, there's one in Tupelo, and then there's one in Oxford inside the basketball arena, which okay. I don't think really counts. Because that's not really, you know, you got to go to a basketball game. It's kind of like having Starbucks and Kroger. It's not the same. It, as, yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's a good that's a good analogy. So, it's it's prime. I'm telling you, it, it, if it, if we can get it to happen, uh, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm I would like any any restaurant that's not a Mexican restaurant. What was we the gentleman can. that ran for uh, ran for uh, alderman? That was on his business card. He was going to bring two uh, restaurants, not was... Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, there, I do remember seeing well, that. Was that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cotton? I think Mr. Robin. Yeah. Which he, I, I tell you what, he is he is a really really smart. <laughs> oh, he is really Absolutely. really smart guy. Like I, I have definitely, and I will say I will say that <clears throat> through doing all these things, um, after I was very humbly elected, I was very humbled by being elected. Um, I got a letter in the mail from him and he had like a handwritten letter of congratulations um and i just thought that was a really classy thing that he did that um you know he's a great guy he, he served on yep. planning commission with me and he he certainly certainly is a, and i got one of those letters yeah, as well good, after the good, election good guy and i back on this restaurant recruitment thing you know when we first all of us when we first get elected we think we have more power than we actually do and i thought i was going to go out recruiting business and all that but and you call on them, you talk to them, and you realize very quickly that 
businesses, they'll, they'll come if, if you have an open and inviting atmosphere, but they're definitely not going to come until there's enough traffic counts to make it viable. And they know what their formula is, and they need a certain number of cars driving by every day before they'll open. So, you know, I, I'd love to be able to take credit for all the new businesses that have come, but they come because we have the rooftops here to support them. That's right. And there is this delicate balance of uh, you want to have a certain look to your city. I know people probably have noticed that, that you, you know, that you can't just put a metal building up with a business inside it. You know, there's certain uh, standards that cities have and whatever else. So business, businesses that are going to locate here have to consider those things. Well, you know, if we put it here or we put it at, you know, an interstate exit, you know, three miles down the road, we won't necessarily have to do all the things that we would if we if we located in Hernando. That's true. I will say a few years back, DeSoto County adopted design guidelines too that are pretty similar to ours. So mm -hmm. whether you build it in the county or in the city, you're going to go through mostly the That's same right. hoops. That's right. But we, we do pay attention. You know, it's we the city put design guidelines in place in 2003, <coughs> and that was right before almost everything on the east side of the interstate was built. And if that hadn't have been done, we'd probably have metal buildings and concrete block buildings over there instead of the brick facades you see now. Yeah. Well, Ed, let's start. We, we kind of went, we introduced the state of the city and then we veered away from it. So let's, <laughs> let's turn back into it. Um, and uh, let's touch on uh, public work. Uh, public works. Is that the first thing we want? Should yeah, we on? Let's, let's, public safety, I think, first. Let's do, pu let's do public safety. That's probably better. Well, I, public safety. Yeah. I mean, you know, the... The board has to approve the budget for that, and there's always money um, money required when you're going to upgrade public safety. And the board has been very focused on getting a third ambulance. And as part of that, last year, y'all approved money for us to um, rebuild fire station number one here at City Hall and get a, a place for the ambulance crew to sleep. That got done. This year, y'all have budgeted money to buy a third ambulance. So we have put put out the RFQ for that. So hopefully by the end of this budget year, we'll have that third ambulance up and running. So that's a huge deal. Uh, as y'all know, we've got two ambulances, and we only got the second ambulance a few years ago, which was very much needed. And we'll, we'll give props to the last administration for getting that done for certain. They, they did a good job getting it in there and getting it funded. And as we still grow, there's times that both of our ambulances are at the hospital and a third call comes in. Uh, luckily, we work with the entire county and almost operate as a, a unit. So if both of ours are up there, they may grab the ambulance from your door and drive it halfway to Hernando and sit on the side of the road in case we have another emergency and vice versa. We do that for them. But getting a third ambulance here in town is probably going to save lives someday. So that's a big one. Uh, the other thing that could possibly save lives someday, and we hope it doesn't come to that, is uh, last year, y'all had voted to get us up to five school resource officers, and in the interim, the school board has come to us and offered more supplemental money that we would co-fund co, um, with them, and by the start of the next school year, we're going to have seven school resource officers uh, protecting the kids and mentoring them in the school. So I think those are the two big things in public safety, and, and since y'all been in office, we've we've increased our police force about 12% from when we took office. And, you know, we're just trying to keep up. We'd love to have more police officers, but we also have to not spend all our money. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've got to keep a little in, in reserve, but try to, it's a delicate balance every day. And I, y'all know when we go through the budget process, um, everybody wants something. And most of the things the citizens want, we want too. 
but we yeah. just have to figure out where the money comes from. Well, and I, and, and I think it's important to note, Chip, that you know most most of our our, our spending is is non discretionary spending. We really don't have a whole lot of that budget to, to you know, the, the, yep. the light bill is going to be the same. You know, the personnel is going to be the same. <clears throat> And we've been hit with some some you know stuff from the state with the the PERS increases and things like that that uh, has has put uh, some pressure on us too. So, and I mean so like payroll for example is around ten, let's just say ten million dollars. It's a good round figure. Mm-hmm. No, it's not exactly that, but it's pretty close. Good yeah. round figure. So just the sales tax that's brought in is you know between five and six million dollars, right? That's right. So <laughs> the sales tax wouldn't cover the payroll for the city. Right. Uh, and that kind of helps people understand, yeah, like sales tax is, is, is something that's significant. It's a significant part of the budget, but it's only about maybe a third of the right. the, the total overall, uh, you know, revenue that's needed to keep the city running. Um, so when we do have a sales tax um, a positive trend or growth or whatever it may be, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going out and buying a bunch of police cars with it or something. That's right. Because uh, it may only it, it may only be a small increase. And, and as fast as the city is growing, you know, nobody ever wants us to just be out hiring more and more people because once you hire a position, you're pretty much there from now on. That's right. Unless we see a decline in population. But we're growing so rapidly, and every department has people that are just totally overworked, and mm-hmm. y'all have been really good to help us acquire some, some really good key leaders about – by getting salaries that are competitive for us, and we're not losing employees, so that's that's a plus. But we're still, it seems like every year we're having to add somebody somewhere. And I want to go back. So I want to go back to the ambulance because that that was a really important thing. Previous administration, great job getting a second ambulance. I know that I campaigned on that when I tried to run for office in 2017 that we needed a second ambulance. But I'm glad that they did that because it was definitely needed. I want to say so. I want to say Chief Barry. I asked him. Like how many how many instances are there where both ambulances are busy and we had to call out for a third one, and he's like, well, I can't narrow it down to instances, and he was like, but in an average month, a thirty day month, he was like, on twenty, I think it's twenty two days out of the thirty, we had times where two ambulances were busy and we needed to call for a third one. That's so, right. So that's how many days it was. So basically, sixty seven percent of the time. On any given day, there was a chance that both ambulances were going to be busy, and we had to call out for a third one. So that's so we do look at those somewhat uh, from a granular or a metric standpoint to say this is needed. Um, this is some. This is a maybe not necessarily a problem, but it's a deeply concerning thing uh, that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. So, and you had mentioned public works. You know, I'll yes, move, public um, works. Um, public works just. You know, the garbage gets picked up, the brush gets picked up, but that's just a minimal part of what they do. And, and most of the time they're not seen or heard from, no. and people don't realize it until they don't have water at their house. Like playing about a pothole or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and you know, as, as we've been growing, I guess the, um, the fiber companies have decided we have a high enough median income that they're trying to run fiber in front of every house in Hernando. And as they're running that fiber, they're hitting our water lines. And suddenly we've got a water leak at midnight or 10 in the afternoon or whenever and we're having to call people in and they're having to totally rebuild those water lines to get your water back to you as quickly as possible and that just happens on a regular basis i mean multiple times per week everybody gets called in at some point in the public works department during the week um but i I will i want to go back on father's day if y'all remember we had that thing they called a microburst that felt like a tornado and our guys were out there immediately and literally for 
30 days, they worked seven days a week trying to get that storm cleaned up. And there were parts of town, most parts of town didn't even see the results of it. It was so concentrated in the downtown area. But the guys just worked and worked and worked and did literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of extra work to get everything cleaned up. And there's still a couple of buildings over there with tarps on them that are just now finally getting repaired in the Northern Street area. So those kind of things happen, you know, when an emergency happens, the citizens see it for about the first two or three days and go back to their regular lives. And public works just has to keep going. And little crazy things happen that we don't notice. Um, Some of you may have seen that somehow a truck dumped a bunch of dried corn on Commerce Street two days ago. It (laughs) stretched from Coffee Central all the way down to the new Dunkin' Donuts. And the whole street was yellow with corn. And so not only did we have to send the street sweeper down there right at the end of the work day, they had to come back the next day with blowers and get it off the sidewalks. And, you know, you got a four-man crew out there working with blowers, and, and that ties up half their day. Mm-hmm. And then they got to get back to fixing their regular water leaks and things like that. But uh, those guys are an extra set of heroes we have out there working for us every day, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. That, that's well, a tough that, job, and, and Lee and them do a great job. So When all that corn was spilled, I had about a dozen people ask me they put a deer stand up. Commerce. We should have offered free that. corn yeah. for them to come it's get that, it. It's that time of year, too. So. Mm-hmm. There are some other stuff that's happened in the last year in, in that public works department that they didn't personally do. The engineering staff worked on. But uh, as you all know, we had a little bit of an emergency when we first took office that Um, the health department said, hey, your two water plants out there on the east side of town are above capacity and you can't issue any new building permits. And there were new subdivisions already under construction. So um, we sprang into action and uh, we put in a new water line out on Holly Springs Road that connected to the Lauder Road plant, gave us a lot more capacity. And we've been upgrading the Jaybird water plant, which has given us more capacity. And we got out of that emergency pretty quick, but we know it could come again. So y'all have also authorized to do the East Parkway water plant upgrades, and those parts are on order. So that'll be three water plants that'll be giving us more uh, water. We've done some cross-connection things, so if you lose water in one area, you maybe not you can you know open a couple of valves and maybe not lose it everywhere. So those are things you don't see that are going on. And I think I think part of the issue when we purchased North uh, North Mississippi water system, whatever there was, I think some of those issues. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they may not have had the best maintenance program uh, when it was privately owned. Um, and so we've had to kind of play catch up on getting that done. I think they've, I mean, that that's affects your neighborhood a lot, Ben, your area there. Um, I, I know at one time it seemed like every other day the water was off or there's a water boil alert, but now I think we've got that addressed. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it is one of those things that <clears throat> if you live in, if you live on the eastern side of the city, you probably have had your water shut off for one reason or another because there's development going on in the county just outside the city limits. And in the county, they don't they didn't require copper wire to be run by their water lines, so that they're much harder to know exactly where they are. Uh, in the city, we mark them, you know, people, and sometimes even when we mark them, people still bore straight through them. I know that that happened out um, on Mackinville not that long ago. Did you um, do that? It wasn't. No, it was a contract. It was a contractor that did it. It was out. It was out of the church property, but it was a contractor that did it. Um, but they went straight through it. You know, even with the even with the line marked. Um, so it, you know, it, you know, people make mistakes, and that's 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 part of life for sure. But we're trying to do everything we can to keep it addressed and try to keep consistent services going on. But it's a uh, it's definitely a huge challenge with uh, with the amount of growth going on, not just in Hernando, but also. Uh, in the county just outside city limits. 
Before we leave Public Works, there's one other thing. The, we've been doing these things called EWP projects, emergency watershed projects. Um, and they were going on in the Deer Creek and Fort Creek area. And we just got our bids in the other day for one over at Heritage Cove. Uh, so we'll be presenting that to the board, hopefully at the next board meeting, for y'all to authorize us to accept the lowest and best bid. But we're kind of getting in the uh, just kind of working every year to do one of these projects. And the reason they're good projects is we all know we have drainage problems here and there and scattered across town, but these programs pay 75% of it. So we just have to come up with 25% of the money. So we're always trying to budget a little bit of money each year to at least do one project. And this Heritage Cove one is the one that's about to start getting done. So And this is the erosion prevention stuff. And all that. <coughs> yeah, like that, it is. That's what we did at Kirkendall Park. Wasn't was, was that at EW? Kirkendall Park was one uh, right there by the daycare uh, right behind yeah. Walgreens, Magnolia, we did that. Is that Magnolia Lane? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we both had a kid going to that daycare, and so we, we heard okay. about it every time we picked up our kid. And that's I had right. a grandkid going to <laughs> yeah, that daycare. We all heard yeah. about that one, yeah. So. But Heritage Cove is right there where um, on Thousand Oaks, there's Mason Drive right there, Creekside Boulevard, um, and, and Heritage Cove right there. So that is that that is a project in Ward 6 where you – you have a creek bed that's eroding and people you know people have like their back fence is basically starting to lean uh because the erosion's so bad right there so we're trying to we're trying to but taking this action takes much longer than you would think it's not just a it's not just a quick ask and get the get the check from but the it's, federal it's government it's a good deal for the city and we it is. Keep, you know we keep keep looking at them like you said one one a year that's great yeah and we've got a long list of them that uh the engineers keep looking at and when there's a uh rain what do they call it a um Basically, if you get a big rainfall yeah. of a certain number mm -hmm. of inches, they, they open up the list, yeah. and then we'll slide one of these onto the list for approval and get it done the next year. It's like a significant storm event. Or That's something it. Like significant that. storm event. What's, what's like the, is it the national? Was it the, uh, uh, the, the national? Is it NCRW or something like NRCS? that? NRCS? Yeah, NRCS, yeah. I think. Yep. So let's move on. Uh, we've covered public safety, public works. What else is left? Well... Parks? Parks. Is that a thing? <laughs> Actually, there's another couple of things going on, <laughs> little ones, in, kind of in the engineering public works. You know, we've um, for years we've been working towards getting uh, a new little sidewalk going north to the high school from Walgreens, and uh, we just got to go ahead a letter yesterday. Joe Frank walked in my office with it, so uh, probably in the next week or two we'll give a notice to proceed to the contractor that y'all have already approved. And I was down there yesterday, I was thinking, man, we, we're going to do that at some point, and I said, yep. good. It's, when you get that federal money that has to flow through the local public agency process at MDOT, everything just takes more time. I remember starting one of those meetings, and they brought in the big set of plans, and the guy from MDOT uh, looked at it. The first thing he said, he's looking at the cover. He said, you need to change the size of the font on these letters. So that's how picky these things get. They, they can take a long time, and it's bureaucracy is a real thing when you're working with federal dollars. But we're about to start that little small sidewalk project, so that'll be another thing you'll see. Uh, are we up. doing some bike lanes on, on uh, Mount Pleasant while I'm thinking about it? We are. We um, that's gonna that's one of those with federal mm -hmm. dollars coming through the Metropolitan Planning Organization that will run through MDOT and that local public agency process. Uh, Austin Cardosi is overseeing that project, and it'll probably be a year and a half before we see that built but we do have funds set aside coming from the federal government for that all right let's uh what what's the next the uh you department want to, we want to yeah you want to talk about parks well, yeah let's yeah, talk about yeah, parks. Yeah, yeah. all right well, big big thing on tuesday we signed yeah. the paperwork to uh, officially own the um 
Hernando Civic Center property or whatever it's associated, Hernando Civic Center Association, whatever they call the property there. So Civic the city, Center ball fields. I guess I guess they record the deed, and I guess we officially uh, officially own it now. We so. officially own it. It's a big deal. Uh, lots of people have been working on that for lots of years, and uh, we made a step back around 15 when they, we started leasing the land for a dollar a year, and um, I think people thought the city was going to change it immediately, and we figured out pretty quickly we could only spend small amounts of money on it because we didn't own it, you know, there's, mm -hmm. which makes good sense. You know, that'd be like renting your brother-in-law's barn and fixing it up when you didn't and giving it back to him later. There's laws in place to prevent that kind of stuff. But um, so I think after a year or two, when the citizens realized we couldn't do those capital improvements, they started asking us what we could do to purchase it. And uh, we've all been wanting to do this for a long time. And, and I think we're going to show a little bit of, um, action right off the bat when we do that lip removal work on the fields uh, in early January that y'all have already approved. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you, you know, over time, the, the little line between the outfield and the infield dirt just piles up there. And when the ball rolls across, it takes crazy hops and it's just dangerous for the kids. So we've authorized that work and that'll be the first major work we do since we've owned the park. And that'll be every field but the T-ball field. We'll get, yep. we'll get that. So. And, you know, for all the volunteers that, that pitch in hours and all that kind of stuff that um, that have been raising money out there, um, you probably need to keep doing that because it's That's not right. – this isn't an immediate uh, fix sort of thing. You know, I've, I've talked with uh, Brittany out there at the – Brittany uh, Harris. Yep, yeah. Brittany Harris that does the um, the work. I think it's Brittany Rios now. I think she got married. Oh, she got married. I think okay. she got married. Uh, but um, – but I, we, I, I gotta give her some money for. I bought a banner. I gotta give her some money for a banner. I just thought about that over. Uh, we, we could we could have had a lot of stuff fixed out there, Chad. <laughs> you get that check in, um, but uh, you know they're they're doing some improvements to the um, the dugouts and things like that that you know make an aesthetic difference, but also you know makes it a better you know playing experience for the kids. You know those things have to continue going on as well. Everybody pitching in and pulling in the same direction. It's going to get better over time. Um, but so we're going to be able to do what we can with a lip removal, and you know at the same time we've got something really big on the horizon. We do. Um, we we all met as a, a, a committee and looked at the overall <coughs> parks plan, and that thing's I've, I've got a big map in my office. If anybody wants to come by and see it, but there is an overall parks master plan. It was about a thirty million dollar plan, and we're trying to stick to that as closely as we can as grants become available and and this bond issue we just did. So. Um, the board approved a um, meeting before last that we are going to spend this bond issue on a few things. One of them is that lip removal. Uh, one of them is new lighting at the soccer fields. Yeah, we to talked light about more that fields. earlier, yeah. And then the, the big one is a new quad of baseball and softball fields that will be in the Renaissance Park side. And it just made sense to go ahead and build those first with a concession stand bathroom in the middle of them. That way we can continue play at the Civic Center ball fields on those fields that will be safer once the lip removal is done. So we'll keep playing over there while the new ones are being built. Then hopefully once those are built and we're in them a couple of years, then we can start concentrating on really upgrading what's over at the Civic Center. And I think what we've talked about at the Civic Center is the engineers always open our eyes to things we didn't really realize. You know, we had talked about maybe building some new ones at the, at the bottom or the south end over there, but they say the way that the water is going to flow across the whole site is important, and we need to take all that into account. We can't just plop new fields down at the south end without considering 
and maybe even starting up at the north end to make sure everything works together. So uh, it'll be a long process over there, but it is still on our master plan to upgrade those. Uh, there are lots of things on the master plan that we'll get to at some point. Uh, and we're also doing some stuff in Renaissance Park that y'all approved on the east side where you come in off of 51. Um, we were able to get a grant uh, with the expertise of Jared and Gia working for this Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Program grant. First year it was available, and we were one of the few towns that got it. And we're, we're very proud of that. And I've had people say to me, well, why are you doing this outdoor amphitheater style thing with a pavilion and bathrooms and 18 hole disc golf? And that's all great, but what about tennis and basketball and uh, those kind of things? And those things couldn't be funded with this grant. So that's why we're getting what we're getting. We literally took our <coughs> master plan down to Jackson showed it to the person over the grant and said, which of these things could be funded in your grant? So that's how we got that grant. So uh, I always want to reach out to the citizens, and if you specifically know of a grant that we may not have seen that could help us fund some of the parks, bring it to us. We'll apply for it for sure. But the reality is there just aren't many baseball and, yeah, and recreational, recreational stuff yeah. grants out there. And if you, love, if you love trees, which I think we love trees in Hernando, it may not look like it sometimes, but we do, uh, this is this grant really protects a lot of those areas where when you're first driving in to Renaissance Park, there's uh, you know some large areas of mature trees, and those are going to be a little more protected now That's right. because of this grant and because of how they're being used. So it will kind of uh, make it much more of a park scene than it would you know. Well, let's well, let's cut down an acre of trees so we can put in. You know tennis and basketball courts well yeah i mean that may be down the road but for now in that main entrance area is going to keep it really green keep it really lush yeah and that, and that master plan took that into <coughs> account most of the places where we've cited the future tennis and basketball courts and, and uh, pickleball courts are in areas where there aren't trees we wouldn't really be losing any and as we do the 18 hole disc golf course it they like the trees you know those mm -hmm. are obstacles yeah. so it'll meander through those trees and even through the natural meadow we're going to create, there'll be a hole out in the middle of that most likely. So yeah. it'll be another way for people to get out and involved in nature. And that's a that's a really nice park to go out and walk through or, or jog is. through, um, and just going to keep keep getting better. You know, um, I take my my dog out there, me and my sons, and we go out there and walk walk the across, I, and across the bridge and all that, and it's pretty neat. Yeah, my mother in law loves that. Watch, I, I ran into a snake on the summertime. You got to be careful. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Like a, ba a bad one. You stick around. I didn't see stick what it around was. and see how bad it was. Man. <laughs> I hear you. Snake's I a snake, that. man. I'm with you. And there's still some deer that cross yeah, out there oh, as yeah. well. It's, it's a nice area, and so um, again, we're just improving what's out there, you know. And and, and you know, we, we don't have you know hundreds of million dollars to spend, so we got to kind of pick it out, uh, you know, piecemeal it together, and that's what we're going to do. So and working you know, within the budget. Yeah, and we we've done a couple of things in the budget. Um, in the last budget, we got the new Parkway Cove Park. That's a little neighborhood park at the end of East Parkway on a small parcel and the playground equipment that was there was the old playground equipment that probably left Conger Park in 2002. Okay. And so it had been reused and repurposed there, but it was so old, it was unsafe. And y'all appropriated money and Jared worked with the crew to get it built. There's a brand new little park down there. Yeah, it's a little pocket park. And I, yep. I, I tell people about that all the time. So, and there, you yep. know, there's a lot of kids in that area right through there. You're at Riley street and, and South park or uh, uh, parkway there. And, and so it's it's a it's a yep. lot of kids, a lot of so I think they use that park quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's the little things because you know y'all know we're working to upgrade Kirkendall Park. And for those of you who don't know the name Kirkendall Park, that's the old high school football field and track. 
And so we've done a little repairs on the track. That's a rubber track. So if you feel like your knees are getting beat up, go run on that one or walk <laughs> on that one. There's also outdoor exercise equipment there that's still in great shape. And we've been refurbishing it a little, put a new rope on the climbing rope thing and making sure it's operational. But the big thing is we had an old falling down uh, concession stand there. And we yeah. tried to refurbish it into bathrooms, but it was going to cost more than it was worth. So our own crews went out and tore it down the other day. Instead of hiring someone to do it, our public works department did it. So it's minimal cost, just three dumpster loads we had to rent. So it's bare now, and we're um, asking AERC to design us a brand new one because, quite frankly, the contractors that were bidding on it said, it's going to be cheaper. We can build you a new one cheaper than we could have repurposed that. So soon you'll see a new new bathroom out there, which, you know, it's not one of those things you like to spend money on, but if you've got a park, you got to have a bathroom. So that's getting done. And the Young Women's Club of Hernando put $15,000 worth of trees out there. So, you know, that and also coupled with the parking lot that the Board of Education worked with us to get resurfaced right next to it. So that park is coming alive again. It's really gone from being an eyesore to something we can be proud of. And it's not been a big amount of money. Yeah, we, I think the parking lot was what we, we split that with them. So was it like twelve thousand or something like? Yeah, that? Yeah, it was a twenty-five, twenty-five or twenty-six thousand dollar paving. Yeah, y'all did a good job working that out with. Uh, I call him Coach U, but Mr. Usselton, he, he was my basketball <laughs> coach. He he says I didn't play basketball, but whatever. I tried out for basketball in eighth grade. They wouldn't take me. You might have been on the team, but you didn't. You didn't play basketball. Huh? You were on the team, but you didn't play basketball. Is that what he's getting to? I, I played ninth grade basketball, and then I quit. I got you. I got you. I was, I was, I was concentrating on something else. I'm, I'm sure, man. Dude, we have look four <laughs> A offensive. What was it? Four A region offensive player of the year. Right? Baseball, yeah. yeah. That's, all right, that's all right. Well, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. <laughs> I know y'all. Y'all been out to the Gatorade Fieldhouse to see some <clears throat> basketball this season, mm -hmm. haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I think that's incredible that you know the first season we were at 513, which was an increase of over 100 from the year before. And this year we started out with over 600 in practices. And, I, you know, it, it just makes good sense for us to be using the Gatorade Fieldhouse. But we, before, as you all know, if you had kids in basketball, you were traveling around from school to yeah, school. Or school, whatever. Yeah, and it, it just wasn't very efficient. And th this place is made for basketball. There's four mm -hmm. really nice courts in there. And my nephew plays there, and everybody just loves it. So it's a great amenity to have in town. And, it's, it's just given us a – we probably have the best facility for rec basketball in the entire state. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that, that's something that – that facility could not have been built by the city of Hernando. No, no way. It would, it would have cost tens of millions of dollars to get a facility like that built. So we are very fortunate to yeah, have but that. Wasn't you in there the other day when the storm come through? Didn't you? I know? was in there. I was in there when that <laughs> uh, the tornado warning was going on. Um, that is one thing – that's one thing we – I don't know if the city addresses it at some point, but – Getting some fiber internet to that that part of the city, um, I think is something that we gotta we gotta look at at some point. Yeah, yeah. You, were, I was <laughs> I was working with our uh, public safety people during that storm, and you were my guy inside the field house. And you said there's hundreds of people here, and so we were making sure everybody knew that y'all were there, and in case something hit that area. And we opened up the emergency shelter over at the Hernando Elementary, and it was it was a, about an hour of. Uh, being pretty nervous. Yeah, I, I, I was. I felt, in like, the... I felt like Jim Cantori. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was. I felt like I was in the line of the storm right. in a way, and I was. I was sending updates to people, and I was like, if this is this guy's job. Like, this is a terrible job. We must be. I, I was in way. South Haven at the movie. We were watching the poll, mm -hmm. me and Shelby, and uh, and you text. I'm opening the storm shelter. I was like, dang it, Shelby. I think we got to leave. 
because the boys were at home uh, was at home, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had to we left the movie early and come oh. down. And by the time we got to here, it cleared up. So it was just. You know, well, sorry, I ruined your day. No, dates. but you were. I mean, I. I we clean out the closets and get in the closets. All you can do, really. Or, right. You know, the storm shelter, and that's probably we got to tell everybody. There's a storm shelter right behind Hernando Elementary School. That's, um, you know, probably the safest place in the a county. FEMA building. Probably. It is. Yeah, FEMA building. So. Yeah, the, the only problem is if we get a storm in the middle of a school day, the kids go are the first there. ones yeah, to go in there. Right. So, you know, it, obviously that makes sense. We'd want mm-hmm. all those school kids to be in there first. But if it's an after hours, we have the keys to it. We open it, alert the citizens. So. And that's twice in the last year yeah, that we've yeah, opened that facility, right, right. and the citizens love having it. Um, one little thing, you know, you don't want to be negative, but um, we we can't allow people to bring their pets there. And oh, I, man. And I know people love their pets, and <laughs> at the first time, even though we put that out, people still um, brought the little somebody dog brought – and somebody, some people brought some big dogs, and it was a problem. There was – it was a scary uh, situation. Yeah, they're fighting each other. You know, and we, we, we love our pets, but we have got to put our citizens first when there's a storm. So, right. you know, make make other arrangements for your pets, and we'll we'll take the humans. That's right. <laughs> and, and, hey, while we're but, on pets, yep. we okay. opened that new good, animal shelter right. this year. He's a professional. It's like yeah. a segue. <laughs> that's why he's the mayor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So you, you better I, learn from this now. I mean, I guess take. I mean, <laughs> take it away. I mean, this that was a good segue. I'm Man, like the, I'm telling y'all, this animal shelter. You know, when you get one, you you wonder how it's going to operate. And you know, animal shelters by their very nature are kind of could be nasty places, right? You got all these animals in there with the things they do. And I, literally the other day, when I was doing that little video, state of the city, we just stopped by. You know, the director Jessica didn't know we were coming. We just stopped in there to grab some quick video. Every time I drop in there, you could eat off the floors. You know, they are managing that place so well. Uh, the animals that we are getting off the streets are really being taken good care of. Uh, we stay pretty full with dogs, and you know, but we're, we're doing better about adopting them out. We work really closely. Nestor, you know, that runs our video for us. He does videos for them. and. People can look and see which which pets are available to be adopted, but I think it, we should we should go down there as a board again now that it's open and functional and just let y'all see it again. I'm sure y'all drop in occasionally, but it's it's really probably the best run animal shelter. Yeah, Jessica's well, taking that and ran with it great. She does a great job. So. She does. And I know I had a couple aldermen from Horn Lake that reached out to me and wanted a, a tour of it because they're considering building an animal shelter right now, and they were they were blown away by um, by what what we were able to build for only a million dollars because they, they had considered their budget that they had considered was I think five or $6 million. So they, so they went back to their board and said, well, we went to Hernando and saw this one. You know, we only need to spend half of what we're even budgeting uh, and we'd have something that would be more than adequate. So I think that, uh, you know, I think that we were, we were good stewards of that project to make sure that the money that was spent um, was, was done in a way that, that, it reflects what the community needed. Um, you know, you have people from other cities coming in and saying, you, you know, you did a great job with this. And they're going back to their budgets and saying, you know, look, we can we can do this. You know, let's, let's follow the model that Hernando uh, put in place. So I think it was a good it, – it's definitely been a great – a great project. It was long overdue, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we finally got it done and get it behind us. And it wasn't sustainable the way it was. And no, absolutely you know, not. Especially now, if you go out to Fire Station Two now, where they used to have the pins and all that I kind need of to stuff. Go out there. I haven't been out there since. They you got to go out there because what, what have they done with the garage? I don't. I, I don't think they've done much with it yet. Okay. We we still have the old um, 
uh, the backup pickup truck sitting there that's for the animal shelter. Y'all did allocate money for a new animal control, but we had to park it there because it was leaking oil on our new animal gotcha. shelter parking lot. There so. you go. Well, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> but they are doing uh, – so is it a tornado siren or a communications tower or something that's, get, that's getting put in back there? Actually, that is going to be a new water tower. Water tower, that's what it yes, is. Yes, Nesbitt Water, we've given them an easement. Yeah, that's right. And they've bought the land behind there. So there will be a new water tower there for the citizens in our city to the north who are not on Hernando Water and they're part of Nesbitt. That's water. right. So they've gotten, but they've gotten started on it because there's a gravel, yeah. a gravel road going back in there and all that. So it was just not, keeping it there was not sustainable. There was no way that we could keep that going in that direction. So something had to be done. I'm glad it was, I'm glad we've got it completed and we can move on from it. And, and we're doing upgrades already. You know, once they moved into animal shelter, she's realizing we need a couple of different separated <coughs> pens for outdoor runs of the, for the dogs. And, and um, it looks like the donors are still giving money and Good. we'll have that funded through donations. So really and truly, we, we pay the bills for the building, the gas and electric bill and things of that nature. And we, we pay our staff, which is a big expense, but we still are getting lots of donations from people who love the pets. And uh, that's very helpful to us to run that shelter economically. I think so. Windy City Grill had a, had a night where I guess they were doing a, a like, take, come take pictures with Santa Claus sort of deal. And I think that raised about $500 to go, go towards yeah. some, yeah. you know, animal services and that sort of thing. So, you know, definitely appreciate them you know, holding an event like that, because that, that stuff does add up. But when anybody that went out to it, if they were wondering, like, well, how much money did they raise? There have you all met the new owners of Windy City yet? I have not met them. I have not either. we got to get them on. That's going to be our next guest. There you go. So we, just, we, need to, we need to have, like, a uh, – well, we do need to get somebody from the chamber on or something to talk about everything we that's going Sibony. on in business. We had that Sibony, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. is, this shouldn't be part of the show. It shouldn't be us planning the next show. Okay. That can't be part of the show. I will say, and I, I'm not going to say what I was there, what Sibney doing it, do it, but the Mississippi Main Street director for the whole state, uh, who is actually taking another job, so we're searching for a new one, but um, he was able to get money from the state legislature. With we got to get that job. I'm, I know somebody's looking for something. <laughs> hey, it's, it's still open. <laughs> there you go. Still open. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's so that he got five million dollars to distribute through about 23 Main Street communities, of which Hernando is one. So we have a hundred thousand dollars, and they have gotten approval for what it's going to be spent on. It's some pretty cool stuff they're going to be doing in downtown Hernando that will, you know, just directly affect our citizens. They're doing it through the chamber, so we're grateful, and that'd be a good good show for y'all to have. Well, there well, we go. We'll get. We'll see if we can get the chamber. Uh, we'll see if we can get Sibony on. Uh, Mayor, you have any final Next thoughts time. before we get uh, get out of here for Christmas? Um, any challenges we're facing? Any anything coming? Anything new? Uh, well, growth is always a challenge. Right. Uh, y'all, I'm sure your listeners know that there's a Dunkin' Donuts and a Whataburger under construction. Uh, there's a Home Two Suites under construction. Um, all of those things will generate more sales tax dollars, which, in my mind, means more streets being paved in your neighborhoods. Uh, and uh, y'all can look around town, see streets that are being paved. Uh, we are just about through with the old list that Civil Link had made for the city in the last administration. We just about got all those streets paved because they were ranked from bad to best. And, uh, you know, if your street's not getting paved, it's probably because it's better than some of the other streets. So we still have a lot of catching up to do, but the board has been very generous in allocating money to get local streets paved. And you'll see a lot more getting paved in the spring. Um, I do want to just say thank you to y'all and our entire board for uh, working as a team. You know, I was, people across the, the whole county look at our board and tell me all the time, it's like, y'all aren't sitting up there 
acting like fools in your board meetings. <laughs> y'all get along, y'all take care of business. You can tell you have differing opinions, but everybody treats each other with respect. And we're moving the city forward really, really quickly. When you, you know, I think if we started making a list of the things that have happened in the last two and a half years, it would be too much to even just read mm -hmm. in, in one of these episodes. A lot has happened, and it's because of teamwork. And we, we all are pulling on the same, same rope to move Hernando forward and make it the best place in DeSoto County or in the entire state for citizens to live. So I appreciate the board and, and our relationship, and I just want to wish y'all and all the citizens a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everyone out there listening, mayor, board, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, Chad, that's it for 2023. Let's wrap it up. All right. Merry Christmas. Everybody's waiting on a train. Come to town.